Hello everyone, and welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. Today I'll be talking about the NBA free agency and just giving you guys some teams that I, that I think have done a nice job so far, and also talking about some players that have gotten big contracts this offseason. Hello and welcome back everyone. My name is David Bailey, and you're listening to the All Things Basketball Podcast. And so for today's episode, I'll be talking about some teams that I think have done a really nice job so far in free agency. Um... And also giving you guys some players, or talking about some players, that have gotten some huge contracts this offseason so far. Um, we're a week into free agency. A lot a lot of stuff has happened. Trades, signings, um, buyouts, sign and trade. Just so much stuff's been going on. There's been star players on the move. Young guys getting big contracts. And so there's, there's a lot to talk about. But just for today, I'll be talking about four teams that I think have done a really nice job so far in free agency. I think they've had the best free agency so far. And then also, like I said, talking about some players that have gotten some big contracts this offseason. So first off, the first team I'll be talking about is going to be the Chicago Bulls. And looking at their past season, they finished 31-41, and 41, not a good year, obviously. And their biggest need was a point guard. Um, the, the Bulls were just lacking a floor general, someone that can facilitate. Um, they really were missing that this past season. Their starting point guard, Kobe White, who was their starter for the majority of the season, was just not very good at that role. Kobe White, in my opinion, is best fit as a sixth or seventh man off the bench. He can score the ball at a good level, but just in terms of being a point guard, he just does not fill that role. He's more of a two than he is a one. And you saw towards the end of last season, they moved Sadoransky into the starting lineup over Kobe White to try and fill that point guard need. Um, but that just did not work either because Sadoransky is just not a starting caliber player. And so for the Bulls coming into this offseason, this free agency, it was very vital that, that they got themselves a point guard. And they did that in getting Lonzo Ball, and they also got Alex Caruso. Um, Lonzo Ball, he's improved every year. Um, really good passer, obviously. He's improved as a, sh- as a shooter. He's a good defender, good good size at 6'6". He can play either the one or the two. And so getting a legitimate combo guard in Lonzo Ball that can facilitate, play defense at a high level, can shoot the ball, um, which is a really good move by Chicago. And then also, like I mentioned, Alex Caruso, one of the best defenders, on-ball defenders at the guard position in the NBA today. Um, just he does all the little things on the court, all the right things. He just does everything kind of well. You know, nothing, nothing great, nothing bad. He's just a solid all-around player. Um, I was expecting LA to keep him around. Um, the Lakers did let him go. I was not expecting that at all. Um, but the sh- Chicago picking him up on a four-year deal was a really good move by them. Chicago also got Tony Bradley on a one-year minimum deal. You know, just an all-right acquisition. He played for a couple teams last season. He's an all right young young big man in the league today, but I don't expect much from that move. Um, and the big one was DeMar DeRozan. Um, I was not expecting this, but really good move by them. Getting a player that can score the ball at a high level. DeRozan is getting up there in age, obviously, but um, he still has a lot, a lot left in the take, in my opinion. So getting a player that can take the scoring load off of Zach Levine and Vucevic was a really good move by Chicago. Now moving on to the LA Lakers, who I think have had a really nice offseason, obviously. And the big one is obviously going to be Russell Westbrook. They got him via trade from the uh, Washington Wizards. And, um, you know, some people question the fit. I can see why. Um, the shooting concerns, um, the fact that Westbrook is, you know, he's a ball-dominant player. It's hard to play him off-ball sometimes. But putting him with Braun and ADs, just, I mean, you know, just that much star power, It's you know, it's got to work somehow. The Lakers will be a top seed once again in the West if they all stay healthy. And so getting Westbrook was a really good move by them. They needed to get better, and they got better doing that. And they also followed up with getting Carmelo Anthony. 
Taylor Horn Tucker resigned, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza. So the Lakers really are a pretty deep team at this point now. Um, Anthony can score the ball at a high level. Taylor Horn Tucker, one of the young players, it was very important they re-signed him. They got him on a three-year deal. Good move there. Dwight Howard, I thought they should have kept Howard, um, but they, they did let him go last season. But getting him back now, it all works out in the end. They did need shooting, so they got Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza kind of filled that role for them, helped them out shooting-wise, spacing the floor. And so for, for the Lakers, I mean, just good moves all around. Like I said, if they all stay healthy, they're probably, I mean, first seed, they're going to be a top three seed in um, the West next season. So watching their big three of Westbrook, AD, and Brown will, will be fun to watch. And now moving on to the New York Knicks, who I think have had a really underrated offseason. They haven't made a lot of new signings. They haven't got any, you know, star players, but just retaining their veterans and also getting players, um, just solid all-around players that can help what they need. And for the Knicks, you watch them in the playoffs, and obviously they did collapse in the first round. Julius Randle, who was their star player last season, most improved player award, he did not look good in the playoffs. Um, as good as Julius Randle is, I don't think he's a first option. I think I think he's a really good second option and maybe best fit as an elite third option. So, um, but yeah, he, he just he carried a huge load for the Knicks this past season, and in the playoffs they kind of all just came crashing down. However, their best player in the playoffs was Derrick Rose, and it was very important that they kept Derrick Rose. He's not too old, not young, obviously, but he can still play basketball at a really nice level. And so they got him on a three-year deal, $43 million. Him and Tom Thibodeau have a great, have a great relationship. So re-signing Derrick Rose was a, really good, was a really good move by the New York Knicks. They also re-signed Alec Burks to a three-year deal, Nerlens Noel to a three-year deal, and they also got Evan Fordian on a four-year deal and Kemba Walker. Um, and they also re-signed Julius Randle to a four-year deal also. I do think Evan Fournier was a little bit of an overpay, but once again, the Knicks need guys that can score the ball, that can that can create their own shot, and so getting Fournier for that reason was a pretty good move, and also Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker obviously did not have a good season for Boston this past season. Um, people people are saying he's washed up. I don't I don't think he's washed up. Kemba's not he's not old obviously. Um, he just you know injuries and also kind of what what his role was last season was kind of all just up in the air, and so. You know, if he can just stay healthy, he can. He, I think we can see, you know, glimpses of Charlotte Kemba for the New York Knicks this season. And so, getting guys that can get their own shot, that can shoot the ball, that can score at a high level, and take pressure off Randall was a, was, a, was what they needed. And so they got that in guys like Rose and Fournier and Kemba Walker. And so now moving on to the last team is going to be the Miami Heat, and they've probably made. I mean, I'll, I'll just talk. I'll talk about their players. Um, they got Jimmy Butler resigned four-year deal, max extension. They got PJ Tucker was was a really good move by them. I don't know why Milwaukee did not keep him, but they let Tucker go. He's on the Heat now. A really good pickup there. And then they got Kyle Lowry on a three-year, ninety million dollar deal. Lowry's been in trade talks. He's been in all all these kind of rumors about leaving the, the Raptors for pretty much this whole past year on um, this past season, and it finally happened. He signs with Miami. Really good move by them right there. And then also they re-signed Duncan Robinson to a five-year deal worth $90 million. And they also got Marquise Morris on a one-year deal. Um, and for the Heat, obviously this past season was very underwhelming. They got bounced in the first round by the Bucs. Um, the previous season, obviously in the bubble, they made, they made it all the way to the NBA Finals. And so them losing in the first round was um, pretty pretty disappointing. And so they obviously didn't, they needed more help. And they got that in Kyle Lowry, getting guys like Marquise Morris and P.J. Tucker. Tough players, good defenders. Um... Also, they uh, kept their shooting, their, their sharpshooter in uh, Duncan Robinson. And so 
For the Heat, I do expect them to be a top five seed once again this uh, upcoming season. Um, and so if they can just stay healthy. Obviously, this past season in the regular season, they were missing a lot of guys for most of the most of the season. And so if they can just stay healthy and just you know really find that rhythm, find that chemistry, they can be a top five seed uh, this upcoming season. Okay, so now I'm going to move on and talk about some players that have gotten some huge contracts this offseason. A lot of young stars getting paid, a lot of teams re-signing um, really good players. Um, and so I'll go ahead and start with the Atlanta Hawks. And they made two big re-signings in Trey Young and John Collins. Trey Young got a five-year deal worth $207 million. And John Collins got a, a five-year deal worth $125 million also. And obviously the Hawks... They made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals this past season, which was a lot farther than everyone had them going for most of the season. And so them retaining their two young stars was a very important move by them, and they were able to do it. They got them both, you know, they're locked up for the foreseeable future. And um, Trey Young was, was certain to resign. He loves Atlanta, so him resigning was expected. He really did, you know, he deserves his contract, one of the best young guards in the NBA. He's only going to get better, so, you know, Trey Young resigning was a no-brainer. John Collins, on the other hand, was questionable. Um, he was in some trade talks this past season. And, you know, even after making it this far, people were still questioning, you know, is Collins wanting to stay in Atlanta? Um, and, and you know, you know what's what's kind of the situation there? But they did re-sign him to a five-year deal. Um, he's really good in the pick and roll, very athletic, um, good size, can play the three and the four, very versatile. And so re-signing their two young stars and Young and Collins was just, Really good moves by Atlanta and them this upcoming season with playoff experience under their belt, a very deep team, a lot of shooters on that team, a lot of very versatile players. Atlanta is going to be dangerous once again this next season, um, and so I'm very excited to watch them play. Now moving on to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they made a big signing in Shea, Shea Jojo's-Alexander. Five-year deal worth $172 million. Um, really good move by them, a no-brainer in my opinion. One of the best young guards in the NBA. A legitimate combo guard can play the one and the two. He's only going to get better. OKC's got a lot of young talent on that team. And so keeping around your star guard was a no-brainer in my opinion. Um, next up is the Toronto Raptors. They re-signed Gary Trent to a three-year deal with $54 million. And this one, especially after the draft, was was bound to happen. Um, a lot of people expected the Raptors to take Jalen Suggs in this year's draft. They did not do that. They took Scotty Barnes instead. So they did need... Um, they needed to keep themselves or get themselves a new a new a guard. And so re-signing Gary Trent was a no-brainer in my opinion. Solid shooter, solid scorer, still young. Um, you know, so them re-signing him was a really good move. Um, I think him and Van Fleet can be a solid backcourt in the NBA or if they want to possibly keep him off the bench, have him just be kind of the sixth man. But with Kyle, with Kyle Lowry not there anymore, Trent's going to have a really big workload this upcoming season no matter if he's coming off the bench or if he's starting. And so um, good move by Toronto. Next up is the Golden State Warriors, and Steph Curry got another big contract. Four-year, $215 million. Best point guard in the league has been that way for, you know, for years now, and so them doing this was a no-brainer. Hopefully they can all stay healthy with Clay coming back. There are two rookies in Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Um, if they can just stay healthy, I think they can be a really good team, and obviously with the James Wiseman situation, kind of see how he develops, how he looks in year two. Um, so just Golden State, no-brainer move there, obviously. And then next up, uh, Portland Trail Blazers. They got Norman Powell re-signed to a five-year deal worth $90 million. Good move by them. I thought Powell was a really good acquisition this past season. One of the best, in my opinion. Um, just a really all-around solid player. 
can play the one uh can play you know three different positions point guard shooting guard small forward and so them keeping around was a really good move by them portland has kind of plateaued you know this past three four seasons they've kind of hit a wall in the playoffs um you know we all know the dame situation is he going to be there next season is he going to you know is he going to be traded what's going to happen there um and so for portland just keeping around good players such as powell was, was just a really good move by them and lastly, I'm, I'll talk about the Pelicans. They got Devontae Graham on a four-year deal worth $47 million. And I think I think the Pelicans, I'm just going to be honest, I think they've had a really terrible offseason. I do not like what they've done um, this offseason so far. Long ways to go, obviously, a lot, a lot of moves to be made. But I just don't like what they're doing. I don't see what they're trying to do. Um, obviously, their best players are Brandon Ingram and uh, Zion, Zion Williamson. But just looking at the Pelicans roster, looking at their coaching, I just do not like either one. They have some solid players, but they're not very deep. They don't have a lot of versatile players. Um, Coaching-wise, last season was obviously terrible. Hopefully, it'll be, it'll be better this season. And they really had just... Their biggest problem last year was spacing. And Devonta Graham will help that um, to a certain degree. He's a good shooter, but he's an inconsistent shooter. He can, he can play make for others. A little undersized, but um, you know, there's there's a lot of short guards in the NBA today, so it's not really um, not really too much of an issue there. Um, but I just don't think he's enough to get them into the playoffs. I maybe the play in again, or m- maybe the play in this season, but I don't I don't even know if that's a guarantee. I think the Pelicans have a long way to go until they're even a play in team. Um, and so. I really hope they can get this thing turned around soon because someone like a Zion Williamson and a Brandon Ingram, they need to be in the playoffs. They're, they, you know, they can play winning basketball. But um, just as a team in general, I do not like what the Pelicans have done so far this offseason. And with all that being said, that concludes this episode of the All Things Basketball Podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And if you want to see more content from me, follow my Instagram at dbailey.atb. Have a nice day, everyone.